Caustic Soda is made possible in part by the Howard P. Lovecraft Foundation, the Corporation for Morbid Podcasting, and listeners like you. Why not visit causticsodapodcast.com slash support and buy every t-shirt in every size in every color. Then you can make a quilt. Cuttlefish, nature's animated billboards. I'm Joe Fulgham. Tentacle porn predates the internet. I know. I'm as surprised as you are. I'm Kevin Leeson. Madre de Dios! El Diablo Rojo! Ay! I'm Torn Atkinson. Tonight on Caustic Soda. Tentacles, master of all octopi, octopods. The, the many-armed Greek god. And decapods. An octopod is, as you know, an eight-legged cephalopod, or eight-armed. And a decapod would be a squid, or a cuttlefish. Or cuttlefish, yeah. Ten arms, including the two tentacles. That's a science fact. Ah, awesome. Right. Word origin. Cephalopod it means what? Uh, cepha. And pod. <laughs> well, we know pod, pod means feet. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I take that from Oedipus, right? And well, cepha is cellophane. How about uh, transparent? Cephalic. What's that mean? Oh, something about a penis. <laughs> it means you head. say that about everything. <laughs> yes, a cephalopod means head foot. Head foot. Yeah, and tentacle is from the Latin tentaculum means feeler. So we're not going to, even though the episode is tentacles, we're not talking about jellyfish or sea anemones or anything like that. We're only talking about Squid, mm-hmm. cephalopods, things of that nature. Cuttlefish. Cuttlefish, yeah. I couldn't find a phobia for Because no one fears cephalopods? I don't know if that's true, but uh, shokushu is um, Japanese for tentacle. Fear of uh, tentacles? And feeler. And so, yeah, you could say it's sh- shokushu phobia if you wanted to, even though it's not traditionally. I know that there are tentacle ophiles, because every once in a while yeah. you hear about some crazy Japanese tentacle porn. Indeed, and we'll talk about that in the, a little later in the pop culture section, but yeah. there's lots of that to go around. Yeah, I don't really understand it myself, but yeah, we can delve further into the psychology behind it, I guess. So let's talk about science. I love talking about science. It's let's almost... talk about some of the things that make octopuses and squid and other cephalopods so amazing. Now, is it octopuses or octopi? Mm, it's both, actually. I, th- I think you're, Yeah, I think that's true. I think you both are both. correct. Mm. I think scientists use more octopuses than octopi these days. Octopi hmm. is the least tasty of all the pies, right below rhubarb. Octopi is any pie that has eight sides. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the uh, the UFC, the UFC pie. Yeah. If I'm if I'm in a <laughs> stop sign, is an octopi. It's actually the UFFC that fights in the octopi, the uh, United Food Fight Coalition. Championship. Right. Yeah. So cephalopods have many powers. Powers. The power to change their color. Some of them, yeah, Most absolutely. Of them. The power to squeeze through very narrow spaces. Indeed, yeah. yeah. An octopus can pretty much squeeze through anything that it, its beak can get through because that's the only, the only hard part of its body. There its is a YouTube video that I saw of an octopus squeezing through like a hole the size of, I don't know, like a loony, and it was awesome. From one box into another, it was awesome. That may or may not be impressive depending on the size of the octopus. Some octopuses are only as big as a loony. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. This was impressive. Uh, they can change their texture as well. Most octopuses can. From what to what? Uh, they can change the texture of their body to look more like coral or rocks and stuff like that. So they get all bumpy and whatnot? Yep. yep. They can go from smooth to bumpy and, and vice versa. Bumpy. What are, are there any other textures? Is just smooth and bumpy. Um, can they actually get like sharp and cut you? 
No, they're soft. Yeah. They're soft body. They can't creatures. just go rigid all of a sudden. They can't make knives out of their skin, no. That's what they have a beak for. They can also squirt ink. Yeah, just like uh, the car in that Spy Hunter video game from the 80s. I've, I've seen that in, in real life, man. You've seen uh, an octopus or a squid? A uh, squid. Because you come from the east. My mother's fa- side of the family does. Uh, the, my mom's a Newfie, from New- a person from Newfoundland, and her family lives all back there. And they live in a small fishing village. And when I was uh, about 10 or 11 years old, uh, went one summer and uh, got to go out uh, squid jigging with my uh, grandpa. Squid jigging. You, uh, that sounds like you're going dancing with some squid. It kind of does. Uh, and that's, I think that might be actually the, the source of that term because what you do is you drop these lines into the water with a, a weight on the end and up from the bottom of them is just a bunch of like fake looking red squid because red attracts uh, other squid because they think, I think that's their mating color. Uh, so they're not colorblind like dogs. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I don't know about, uh, about squid, but cuttlefish have some of the best eyes in the animal kingdom. Uh, and these, these fake squid, uh, the red squid, have uh, three-pronged hooks on them uh, with no barbs. And all you do is you lower the, these lines into the water, and then you pull them up and down. This is the jig. And oh, it the makes the squid of kind death. of dance up and down. Yeah. And they see the red and the motion, and they go, oh, what's going on over there? Is that, is that a big orgy? And they come over, and as they do, they get caught on these hooks. And then uh, once you get enough weight, you reel them up, and it's usually on a big um, winch. Mm-hmm. There's a big winch, and so you'll just p- pull this winch up, and it gets heavier and heavier as there's more and more squid caught. And uh, eventually those lines will come up over the winch, and that will turn them upside down, and the squid will fall off the hooks into the bottom of the boat, and that is where they freak the fuck out and shoot ink everywhere. Right. So the entire boat gets covered in ink, and I was there. And what is the ink like, the composition of the ink? Uh, I didn't do too much playing around with it. I thought it was really gross at the time. How old were you? I was about 10 or 11. Uh, not a fan of gross things at that time. Uh, too I was bad. not, yeah. Um, but it really did look Lost like... opportunity. It really did look just like ink. Like uh, if, if your pen ruptured, if you had a black pen and it ruptured, it seemed like that. And it was shooting all, all through the water. I'm the sure that the, the Japanese and other people use uh, squid ink for various purposes. Yeah, I think so. What, like for actual ink? Poss- quite possibly. I want I'll a look. squid ink fountain pen. That would oh. be awesome. I'll look into it for you. <laughs> but speaking to the color vision of the... Uh, cephalopods with their changing color and in cuttlefish it gets very intense and some other smaller squid as well mm-hmm. chameleon-esque intense like even well, they, more they use it what we'll talk more about the individual squids many powers <laughs> there are cuttlefish that can go and other squid like reef squid can have one color on one side of their body to tell whoever's on their left that they hate them then on the other side, on the right side, there's somebody they want to mate with, and they give the totally different colors and patterns Wait, to show them that they love them. They can be half a color on one side and half a color on another side? Yeah, and they throb. Oh, the throbbing <laughs> of the colors they, on the cuttlefish. Cuttlefish are, yeah, I've seen some amazing stuff from cuttlefish. They can, they look, they can look like animated billboards, like just strobe color through what? themselves. That is awesome. What purpose does the strobing serve? Uh, they use it to kind of uh, hypnotize their prey. It's been theorized, not necessarily proven, but but they definitely do that right before they're going to strike with their tentacles. They'll like wah, 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 and kind of zoom slowly in towards their prey. It and would be so much so impressive if they actually made that sound as well. Be, <laughs> be if, awesome. if they're in a movie, that sound would be added. Here we go. We've got a video here. We'll put this up uh, of a strobing cuttlefish. That is wild. He's like a disco ball. Yeah. An undersea disco ball. Previously, we only knew that the blue-ringed octopus was venomous. But recently, Mm. it's come to light that all uh, squid have some amount of venom. 
Oh, really? Oh, I just didn't know this It's at all. just degrees. Yeah, exactly. Right. But the blue-ringed octopus and recently the pajama squid were uh, known to have uh, the, the more virulent. The pajama squid. The pajama squid. Do we so, know why is it called that? Yeah, because it looks like it's wearing striped pajamas, my friend. Wow. <laughs> Yet another thing in common with squids and my ex-girlfriends. They wear pajamas? No, varying degrees of venom. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic of uh, venom, I'll just mention uh, a little more about the blue-ringed octopus, which lives in Japan and Australia in the tide pools mainly. Uh, one of the world's most venomous animals. There's no anti-venom available. No anti-venom for the blue-ringed octopus. So if you get bitten by a blue-ringed octopus, which is pretty hard, I think, you'd have to kind of really bug them to, uh, to get bitten. They're not the aggressive type. Uh, but they cause motor paralysis and respiratory arrest within minutes of being bitten. Wow. Minutes. Whoa. So you get a cardiac arrest. Due to and assuming monster. that you're in the ocean when that happens, that's probably not good for you. It's never good to be in the ocean when something bad happens. <laughs> you get bitten by anything. <laughs> Unless you're on fire. If you're on if fire, the, it's good Then to you be would want to be in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're in the ocean and you're still on fire, and then that's doubly bad. And, and then you get bitten by <laughs> and then a blue-ringed octopus. Yeah. It's like trying to put you out of your misery. It's like, <laughs> it's like shooting a horse <laughs> that broke its leg. That's right. His one of his one of his eight pseudopods comes out and just touches your forehead very gently as you <laughs> there, as there. you die. <laughs> I did it for you, says the blue ringed octopus. And then lastly, uh, their superpower would be suction cups. Suction cups, yeah, very Spider Man or Doctor Octopus, as the case may be. And we'll talk about him more <laughs> yeah, in the absolutely. pop culture section. But uh, the beautiful thing about suction cups, uh, as any diver uh, knows who's ever dived with uh, an octopus, they, they're very hard to get off. Now, why would an octopus want to suction onto a random diver? Uh, I've seen videos of people who are checking out giant Pacific octopus, which we have around here in Vancouver. They'll just get a little too close. They'll, just, they'll start to explore all the scuba gear. <laughs> oh really they're just like curious yeah and they'll start wrapping their tentacles around and pulling like face masks off and stuff like that just just out of just trying to figure out what's going on do octopi I don't, think, I don't think everyone has been bitten by a giant pacific octopus do octopi and squids have a natural predator or are they uh, uh other, sharks a lot of other uh, squid are cannibalistic as well oh really yeah and probably sharks and stuff like that. Although there was a video of um, <laughs> yeah. they put an octopus in a shark tank at the Seattle Aquarium, I think it was. Uh-huh. Just, cause just to see what to, would just happen? They, no, they wanted to have the octopus to have more room. They thought okay. they thought that the octopus would be able to hide and you know keep away from the sharks I was if it a, wanted to. I was about to But week these, after week, these, uh, these shark carcasses would show up at the bottom of the tank. And they finally figured out that the octopus was catching sharks weekly at night at yeah. night and eating them Str- now granted it wasn't like a great white shark or anything like that but still pretty impressive yeah it is there's oh. video of an actual catch and uh yeah it's it's pretty scary but getting wow. back to the suction cups uh a lot of squid will have little serrated teeth around its suction cups okay and in fact the colossal squid has um hooks as well as the teeth so they have hooks inside the suction cup that's surrounded so by then they teeth. suction you and then they hook and you they, and, they, and, they, and i think i think uh, humboldt squid also have these hooks and they get on you they can just kind of if, oh. you, try, if you try to pull it off tear and shit. tear and rend first and foremost i appreciate the naming of the colossal squid anything that can be named colossal it's a great name if they I, they're running if they find bigger squid than that it's gonna be like the cyclopean squid and yeah yeah <laughs> You're going to get all Lovecraftian on the, 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 the Titan squid. <laughs> now, talking about their camouflage abilities, uh, we've got a video here of an octopus. We're going to have a lot of videos. There's, there's going to the, be a lot of video because there's a lot of really cool stuff. Because, I mean, as, as cool as it is to talk about all the powers that cephalopods have, it's, it's, it, you really have to see it. Yeah, you have to see it to believe it. I, I, I'm still kind of reeling from the, the strobing cuttlefish. I've got to be honest. That now, was awesome. 
Because this, if you haven't seen it, and I don't think Kevin has, this will blow your mind. There's an underwater, or there's a deep sea diver, and he's, I guess, doing some work underwater or something, and he's got his camera with him, and he puts his spanner down, and uh, this little octopus just moseys over and starts wrapping around it, much like Torn was saying they'll do with uh, all sorts of other things. They're and very I'm, smart and curious. Yeah. These octopi. Mm-hmm. So, but but here's what happens. So he's doing it, and the guy's talking back to home base, and he's like, "This is kind of cool. This octopus, he's really going at it with my spanner. Get um, it on." And you can kind of see some seaweed floating in the background there. And then all of a sudden, that's not seaweed. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? <laughs> that's amazing. That's a cuttlefish. That's a cuttlefish that was right behind him all along. It was That cuttlefish looked like a floating hunk of seaweed and just slowly moved himself forward while disguised and then... What the... And there you go. Now you know what the octopus predator is. That's right. Wow. I just a bigger saw... octopus. Yeah. <laughs> that... Or in this case, a cuttlefish. That is... Mental, yeah, that's absolutely mental. And it was, yeah, it was all color related, yeah, because it was fully like, green. You can see it now. Now that you know that's what it is. Oh I've yeah, you can totally it. see it moving but around. You can see it moving, but it looks like it's just floating as a piece of seaweed behind it. But that's only um, the beginning. Yeah, of that's the a, that's a tip of the iceberg. Of octopuses, because there's an octopus called the mimic octopus. In addition to the octopus that can change its colors, this is actually kind of a striped octopus. Uh, he's a member of the X Men as well. Uh, yep, <laughs> and uh, he has he lives in Sul- Sulawesi in Indonesia, and they were discovered in 1998. They weren't even discovered till 1998. That's right, there's because a, there's they're a whole so bunch good of, at camouflage. There's a whole bunch. Of, that's right. There's a whole bunch of crazy little squid and octopus uh, in Indonesia that they're just discovering recently. And we what? don't know a lot about a lot of places in the ocean. But these guys That's have true. three tricks. They change, basically change their shape, the way that they carry themselves. So he folds all of his arms back and becomes, and he looks exactly like a sea snake because he's striped like sea snakes. Okay. And so he's just this big So long, people are like, don't go near that thing because it's super how, poisonous. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. Uh, it also imitates a lionfish by sticking all of its tentacles out and kind of the, the lion, you know how the lionfish has yeah, all the poisonous big spines yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And it also does a flatfish. So it kind of lays across like on, a the, flounder. on the bottom like a flounder, yeah. So it, it mimics three different types of fish. In order the to, name. Oh, uh, yeah. Crazy. Now, historically, let's talk about cephalopods in history. I believe the earliest known uh, cephalopods are the ammonites, which right. have you ever, have you guys ever seen a nautilus? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's got the kind of shell and then it's got all the tentacles coming out of the shell. So same yeah. kind of a deal. Um, but these, some of these were huge. The um, Parapozosia sepinradensis. Uh, nice. They've got, they've got an incomplete shell okay. on display in the museum and it's as tall as a person. And it's incomplete. You mean it, it spiraled out even more? Yeah. It could be like six or seven feet high. Yeah. So these are basically giant, huge um, and, and there was a, octopi a, with shells. A, a cephal- cephalopod that lived inside of that. Yeah. All the it's tentacles like, coming out the bottom. Definitely from Land of the Lost sort of stuff. Currently, the Nautilus is a similar kind of a, I guess you could say, in sort of the family. A micro version. But it's, yeah. It's only now, how long ago like did these things live? In the late Cretaceous period, the specimen found in Germany in 1895 measures 1.95 meters in diameter, so about two, two meters, although the living chamber is incomplete, as I said. Yeah, so, so it's estimated that if complete, it would be about two and a half meters diameter, so the, the shell. That is about seven feet. Then that's just the shell. That's amazing. But they came in all... I mean, you go to any museum, you can usually find like little tiny ammonite shells and yeah. displays yeah. and stuff like that. But they got big. They got big. So we talked about octopus, squid, ammonites, cuttlefish... And then there's the Argonauts. Oh, sweet. Argonauts are also very similar to the Nautilus, as they do have a shell. Well, because the Argonauts traveled with Jason, yeah. and the Nautilus was uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea. That's right. 
But the uh, the Argonaut uh, is a little octopus that actually has a, a flange on the end of each tentacle, and they kind of push to the side of these shells that they find. I think they find them. They might make them. I'm not sure. But they basically look like ammonites as well. So that's another species of cephalopod. I played flanges in a game of Scrabble the other week. You should get some points, some decent Se- points for it. Seven-letter word for that one, baby. 50 bonus points. Nice. <laughs> so the largest octopus is, of course, the Pacific Giant Octopus, as we recently talked about. Okay. It lives in the uh, waters of the Pacific Northwest. The largest one found was 156 pounds. 156-pound octopus? When it was weighed live. Does it weigh different dead? Oh, 21 grams less, right? Well, I don't, I don't know what the rule is. For... <laughs> that's, that's the weight of its soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're smart enough to have souls, right? Uh, well, that cuttlefish that ate that thing obviously has no soul. The seaweed cuttlefish <laughs> oh, that snuck up behind. Pure evil. Exactly. <laughs> in terms of the squid, which are which get to be the largest size, but let's work our way up to, oh, the, yeah? to the largest squid. Oh, let's... yeah. And with the big daddy. So we got the jumbo squid, which are often misrepresented as giant squid in news articles. Okay. Because usually, especially if it, there's another language being talked about the jumbo squid, the, the, the translation will come to giant squid. Okay. But it's known as the Humboldt squid. The jumbo, Humboldt. jumbo squid, Humboldt squid. Same thing. Mm-hmm. They live in the eastern Pacific Ocean, usually found at depths of between 600 and 2,000 feet, but they often come up to the top of the surface at night. These guys are about uh, two meters long as well. Night hunters, really? Yeah. Is it because they're photosensitive? Like, do they just not like sunlight? Or is that when they find their prey easiest to get their hands on them? They move down with the protection of uh, the darkness. They, they like the dark. Yeah, so they just don't like the sunlight. They're like vampires. And we can talk about the vampire squid a little later. But there's a vampire squid. <laughs> there is a vampire squid. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so these guys are one of those uh, squid that also strobe, especially when they get into feeding frenzies. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, footage that you can see in uh, TV specials and whatnot of uh, people getting into cages to go, like shark cages, to go down uh, and see, watch these jumbo squid, these Humboldt squid, and they're feeding at the night. And you can, I think you can actually go on tours. They have, there's a company now that does tours where you go out into like the Sea of Cortez or wherever and hang out with the jumbo squid. Oh. There's a tale, and I may, may or not, I haven't been able to find real proof except for what was on like a Wikipedia page or something, is that three uh, divers so- were killed after they found themselves in the middle of a Humboldt squid feeding frenzy in 2009 december but that's wasn't, i wasn't able to find any names or anything like that yeah so, unsubstantiated so that may or may not be true conjecture but certainly people have been bitten by these Humble's red goods. devils as they're known in uh, mexico okay. diablo rojo <laughs> and if you've been following <laughs> the news Ro- roja oh rojo how embarrassing for us <laughs> Uh, but these guys, uh, if you've been watching the news in the past few years, there's been a lot of sightings uh, up north as as north as British Columbia. Oh, really? The Red Devil. May have something to do with climate change. May have mm-hmm. something to do with something else. Well, I know that we had uh, we had some great whites up here when we had the El Nino. Oh, yes. The El Nino brought the, uh, the warm currents much farther north than usual. They got, spotted a couple of great whites off Vancouver Island. Do you guys know how long uh, giant Pacific octopuses live? I think most squid and octopuses don't live very long. It's true. true. So, they're, they're like tortoises? But they grow really but, fast. Do they? Okay. I'm going to guess like five years. The uh, giant Pacific octopus lives almost four years. Oh, oh wow. So like, whenever you go to the Vancouver Aquarium and you see an octopus, if you haven't been there for a couple of years, it's the same It's a one. new one, yeah. Wow. And they only mate once before they... Uh, so they're like the Rolling Stones of uh, they just uh, you know live fast and die young. Well, the Rolling Stones are still on tour, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So they, no, bad they, example. They uh, lived a long time. They're they, the Buddy Holly. They're the Buddy Holly yeah. of the Jimi Hendrixes. <laughs> Uh, and the Humboldt squid uh, grow up to six feet in a year. Wow. So moving up from there, next on the, the largest scale would be the giant squid, Architeuthis dukes, or ducks. Damn those ducks, squids. <laughs> <laughs> and this brings me to the pinup, to the pinup of the episode, 
is Dr. Steve O'Shea and Kat Bolstead from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, who are uh, dissecting a colossal squid. Look at that, that. That deserves the term colossal. It has earned it. Dr. O'Shea has uh, dealt with about 130 giant squids since he began studying the animals in 1996, most of which were uh, brought up in fishing trawlers and so forth. You could uh, probably make about 10,000 plates of calamari out of that thing. Well, you can't eat giant squid because they're full of ammonia. Oh. oh. Yeah, I know. Disappointing. Let down. <laughs> Wasn't that like <laughs> that? <laughs> Wasn't the shark that the... The Greenland shark? The Greenland shark. Oh, yeah. that. So yeah. maybe we just got to bury it for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe right. we can make it's some... It's a pea squid. <laughs> <laughs> it exactly. go, that, that would be the less impressive than colossal squid. But the giant squid uh, have the uh, scrapey tentacles. Uh, I think they just have the serrated, not the hooks. Okay. Just the serrated. Uh, ten- so just uh, uh, giving some sawing. Cups. Everyone's talked about how the sperm whales have these big suction cup scars all over their mouths. Right, right, right. And that's because they hunt uh, the giant squid. So would this be in in the movie Make a Shark and Giant Octopus? Would uh, that be this variety? No, that was just a regular mutated octopus. Uh, Run-of-the-mill standard octopus, not a squid at all. And uh, we'll put up this famous graphic of the sperm whale, the giant squid, and the colossal squid up on the website compared to a London bus. (laughs) <laughs> you, guys see, you guys seen that graphic? It's the typical uh, graphic they use for when comparing size to anything that's big is a London bus. Well, how did that become the standby? I, I guess, guess because everyone knows marine biologists all, all start in London yeah, or something. Maybe. Interestingly enough, my band, the Darkest of the Hillside Thickets, have a song called A Marine Biologist, which we will play. And uh, that album was dedicated to Dr. Steve O'Shea. Does he know? Yes, he does. He's on uh, Tonmo.com, the, the Octopus News Magazine online. Tonmo. So if you want to see pictures of squid and octopus and go to the forums and stuff like that, okay, that, that that's the worst. He's the resident expert. Now and you, recently, uh, Steve O'Shea had donated two giant squid to German anatomist Gunther von Hagens in December 2004 to be plastinated. You guys know what plastination is. Yeah, that's that uh, body work stuff. Yeah, body worlds where they basically uh, replace your tissue with silicone, which takes hundreds of hours. So there's now a big giant plastic squid. <laughs> nice. In Germany somewhere. Uh, that is... No, I think he gave one of them back. Yeah, he gave one of them back to him. To Dr. So I think O'Shea. it's uh, a museum in New Zealand somewhere. Now, you've also got another uh, squid-related song. Jimmy the Squid. Jimmy the Squid. But until recently, this, was, this has been one of the things as a kid I was fascinated with, giant squid. I still am. But for so long, no one had ever seen a live one. You know, there had been no documented, documented evidence of live giant squid. They had all these dead bodies, but they never photographed one or got one on videotape. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all changed recently. Yeah. A couple of years back, Dr. Kubadera put a camera on the end of a line, and it would take pictures like every minute or 30 seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he caught this giant squid on the end of the line, and it was on there for hours, I think four hours, like struggling. It, he actually caught it like on he a fishing it, line. He caught it on the fishing line, and the camera and it was, had a camera on the line. Yeah. So we got all these photos of a live giant squid struggling to get off the line. <laughs> um, and eventually it pulled its tentacle off to, to, to escape. free. So, it's so, like, they, so they pulled up the line, and there was this giant, giant squid tentacle right. kind of moving around on right. its own. <laughs> it's awesome. And you can see that on, uh, on, very on YouTube sci-fi. or whatever, but it is, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and yeah, that's then awesome. recently they also uh, captured uh, a live colossal squid. I believe it was a colossal squid. Okay. That, that was just kind of floating at the top. They had caught it and they were struggling to get it in and it took them hours to... Yeah, that's the one where they were dragging thing. it like alongside the ship or whatever, yeah. right? Colossal squid. Mesonicotuthus Hamiltonae. Ooh, that's the best-sounding Latin name of them yet. The largest squid in terms of mass. How big is it? Oh, I'm glad you asked, my friend. (laughs) 39 to 46 feet long. Woo! Uh, That's uh, the current estimates uh, based on analysis of uh, immature specimens. Uh, That's an immature specimen? Yeah, well, that's all they found is immature specimens. Oh, They haven't found any full-grown colossal squid yet. They've only found like a few. 
Why? Well, then, okay, so they find an immature colossal squid. How but, do they know that it's a colossal squid and not just a giant squid? It's a diff- completely different uh, species, different shape. Okay. Giant squid have uh, longer tentacles and a shorter mantle, mantle okay. being basically the body. Yeah. The colossal squid has a much, much larger mantle and shorter tentacles. And so what happens? Mm-hmm. Does the colossal squid like live too deep for us to find it? or? Uh, I think I've heard estimates that uh, only 1% of the ocean floor has been explored. So less, this, less than 1% of the yeah. deep sea ocean. So, what, the, so this is maybe the kraken? Maybe the kraken was maybe, a colossal squid? Exactly. Could very well be. Uh-huh. Uh, New Zealand has the uh, largest known colossal squid captured, and it was a 1,091 pounds was 33 feet in length and that was immature that was immature Woo! it totally was not quieting down you know (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't clean up its room stop being so immature and these are the guys that have the sharp hooks in their tentacles oh yeah they they do lined with the small teeth and they have the sharp hooks some which swivel others are three-pointed swiveling hooks yeah these guys are awesome three-pointed swiveling hooks and they of course have the largest eyes documented in the animal kingdom Oh, wow. How, how big are the eyes? They're like dinner plates, my friend. Dinner plates. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because it was so surprised to be pulled out of <laughs> yeah, the water. Exactly. What? <laughs> well, let me quickly bring up, as promised, Vampyrotuthis infernalis. That's not its real the, name, is the, it? That's the Latin name for the vampire squid from hell. Wait, Vampyrotuthis infernalis. That doesn't show a great deal of, uh, of invention. Doesn't sound very sciencey. Vampyrotuthis infernalis? <laughs> I guess sound more like a Harry Potter spell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As you wave your magic wand and a squid falls on your head. Yeah. Uh, these guys are only six inches long, but they have gelatinous bodies that are kind of a velvety uh, pale reddish. That is awesome. But they have, and they have membranes, like webbing, between their eight arms. And they have this awesome trick where if they get startled or for whatever reason, they turn inside out. What? And when they turn inside out, they bring all their arms around their body, and they basically look like uh, giant spiky black balls. That is hilarious. They have basically this uh, these fleshy spines called cirri or cirri. Looking at these pictures that uh, Joe's been bringing up on the big giant screen in here, it was certainly more fearsome before you told me it was six inches yeah, long. Yeah, it's pretty small. Now, why is it called the vampire? Does it, it, does it drink nothing but blood? It yeah, looks no, like it it's wearing like a, it. a, the cloak of a vampire yeah, exactly. because of the webbing between its tentacles there. Oh, so it's it's fully aesthetically... They yeah, they should have called it the Iron Maiden squid. Yeah. <laughs> like it kind of... It, well, with, all you, the, with all the spines on the inside. Yeah, when exactly. you look at these pictures, it looks like what you'd think like a bat cloak would look like, right? Right, like yeah. the webbing in between its tentacles. Yeah. But I wanted to like attach to a bigger fish and like suck it dry and like leave its bloodless husk to float the top of the ocean. If wishes were horses or octopuses. Wow. Okay. So I I was hoping for a much better story about its powers. But that's not even the best part. All right. Lay it on me. Like many of these deep sea squid, they have photophores. 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 Something about light. Which, yeah. Which is light producing organs. A lot of them are chemical, bacterial. All right things that are going on. So it on. glows? Yeah. It has little photophores all over its body, but it has really intense ones at the tips of its tentacles. So it can do yeah. cool little patterns and shit like that. And again, we'll find a video and put it on CausticSodaPodcast.com for you to enjoy. You, the listener. Yeah. And you, Kevin. All right. So enjoy Marine Biologist by Darkest of the Hillside Thickets, and we'll be right back.
So if you're a marine biologist, or you know any marine biologists... Marine biology? Give us an e-call at info Info. at Caustic Soda Podcast. (laughs) Because my band, The Darkest of the Hillside Thickets, are looking to put together a video for that song that you just heard. Featuring marine biologists doing their thing. So we need to get footage of marine biologists doing their things. Their respective things. So actually you don't technically need a marine biologist. You just need somebody to send you footage of marine biologists that they have the right to redistribute. Exactly. I don't know if that simplifies or complicates things. And then you'll be one of the only few marine biologists featured in a rock video. Let's give thanks now, brethren, <laughs> to our fan, Jennifer Coe, who suggested this episode. Yeah, Thanks, Jennifer. And she brought to our attention some things that we haven't mentioned so far, which is that octopuses have blue blood. Yeah, they do. Royalty. The royalty of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and they have uh, three hearts. Some of them. I'm not sure if all of them. Again, just, Maybe like, they do. just like royalty. Just like the queen. The queen had three hearts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She she actually has one live one in her chest, and she devours the hearts of others. I didn't know that about <laughs> the queen. And I also forgot to mention that uh, there are uh, some octopuses that will crawl up on land. Really? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've seen footage. So they're air-breathing octopuses? No, no. But uh, they can't just hang out there indefinitely, but they will cross, like, tide pools and stuff like that. Too. So they just hold their breath? I guess so. They just kind of slither on up. That's right. Maybe that's another reason mass. they change. That could be another reason they change color. Just hold their breath a little too long. <laughs> ah, I get it. So speaking of, of crossing land, we've got uh, Sid, the uh, the octopus. Who's Sid the squid? He's an octopus at the Portobello Aquarium who kept leaving his uh, tank at night in the aquarium and wandering around on dry land looking for love apparently looking, looking for, for love or looking places. for prey in all the wrong tanks <laughs> <laughs> looking for love in so all the wrong so would he go back he would go back yeah and really so, uh, <laughs> they didn't know what was going on eventually set up like a nanny cam he a squiddy he, cam he used to leave and come back but then one day they looked in his tank and he wasn't there anymore he got lost and uh, they didn't know aquarium. what was going on and five days later they found him inside a drainage system that pumps seawater through the aquarium oh, and he was trying to sidle out through a door Wow. Wow. Yeah, Sid, the little Harry Houdini action. He would also leave at night to go to other tanks where crayfish were being kept and eat, eat them. them yeah. And then he would crawl back into his tank. Awesome. And they couldn't nice. figure out what kept <laughs> taking all their crayfish until they set up video cameras and caught him sneaking around. Wait, what did they think? The crayfish were just eating themselves or they were just spontaneously they combusting? Thought, or... They thought maybe a collector was breaking in and stealing them. They had no idea. I've also heard of an octopus, I read a story online of an octopus. They had these shorts in the lighting system around the octopus tank all the time. They couldn't figure out what was happening. But apparently he was getting bugged by the light at night, so he would kind of crawl out to the top of his thing and squirt water at the light until it went out. Yes! (laughs) That is awesome. That's awesome that he figured that out, that he figured out that the water would take care of his business. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of uh, footage online of uh, octopuses opening jars and like that. And then, of course, uh, there is the uh, uh, the psychic octopus that correctly predicted every single Team Germany result and the final uh, for the 2010 World Cup. Lots yeah. of using a psychic powers. Yeah, nice. Uh, now, by the time this airs, this will be old news, but Spain... That's what we specialize in. Spain has won the World <laughs> Cup, and uh, that was what the predicted outcome by our psychic squid. So was he, only, he was 100% accurate in his uh, one, well, they only ever, precognitions? Because it, it was a, an aquarium in Germany. 
So they only ever asked him to predict the German team outcomes. Oh, really? Yes. And then when Germany lost to Spain, as predicted, and they were knocked out in the semifinals, then they went on to ask him who would win the final between Spain and the Netherlands, and he, he picked Spain. So don't they? Speaking of sports, don't they also throw squid or octopus out on the rink when Detroit loses? Yeah, yes, no, no, no. Uh, like the, the Detroit Red Wings, when they're winning in the playoffs, whenever they win a playoff game, people throw an octopus because back when the uh, hockey was original six teams, you only needed to win eight games to win the Stanley oh, Cup because there were only two rounds. So every arm was a win. So every time they would win a playoff game, they would throw an octopus. Okay? What a senseless waste of octopoid life. They, they just go down and buy them at the fish market. It's not like they were wild octopus. They, yeah, they were already, they were pre-captured. I mean, serving, they are going to be used for some purpose. sports fans? Instead of instead sustaining? Of, how about deep fried and in my belly? <laughs> oh, there you go. At least it's sustaining you. Maybe they recycle those those octopuses. Yeah, maybe sell them back to the fish they, market. They, they, no, no, they end up uh, at the concession stand in the stadium. <laughs> Good call. Not like Blooming Onion? No. Calamari. Movies. Well, the most recent, of course, if you believe that the Kraken is a giant squid, then uh, you have the uh, the whole release the Kraken thing. But the Clash, Kraken, Clash of the Titans. But the Kraken in the Clash of the Titans is a humanoid monster. Yeah. Well, in the, if, mm. in the new one and the old one? Or I haven't seen the new one. Yeah, the new one and the old one. Same a, kind of a deal? Same kind of a deal. It's a fishy Just got a fish face. face. Or just got an octopus face. Well, he doesn't even really have a fish face in the new one. He's fish. He's kind of gilly right. in the old one. But he's got tentacles. Uh, no, no, don't tentacles. Arms. Big arms. Oh, so city nothing, arms. nothing Kraken, nothing in the traditional Kraken yeah. look about the new Clash of the Titans. Kraken. Or the old one. They're both very humanoid. Oh, Harryhausen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Harryhausen, it came from beneath the sea, 1950-something. I watched it recently in anti- anti- to prep for this episode. <laughs> and, uh, well, you stumbled over anticipation. That was so porky uh, I enjoyed it. It's got. Uh, it's no. Uh, it's it's got a giant octopus uh, that attacks the Golden Gate Bridge. So nice. Yeah. Of course, nineteen fifties uh, stop motion animation. Awesome. Twenty thousand mm. leagues under the sea. There's a giant octopus attacks the uh, Nautilus. A oh, squid. Sorry, you're right. Another amazing scene of big rubber. Uh, <laughs> that one's not even. Uh, Is that the one where the guy's motion. got the? He's got the rubber squid arm, and he's. You can see him pretty much holding it against him yeah. as he thrashes around. Yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah. I love yeah. that scene. It's well, they, basically a Troy McClure movie. <laughs> You may remember me from such films as Giant Rubber Squid. <laughs> Clearly, there are people off right to the left of the camera with buckets of water just splashing. <laughs> um, that TV show, My Name is Earl. Mm-hmm. Uh, that TV show, first season, fantastic. Second season, not so good. Third season, really not good. But uh, in season three, uh, Seth Green did a walk-on spot where he won. It was his dream to shoot an independent film. So Earl was in charge of helping him make it happen. The, the final scene, a giant, that <laughs> octopus attacked the White House. And he blew it up with a laser. So, yeah, uh-huh. there's, there's tentacles flying and little bits and pieces of suction cups being thrown across How the did I miss this? I watched that show. I've seen the episode twice. So. Okay. It's not that good. It's like season three or four, so it's definitely in its nadir. You said nadir. Is That's very Lovecraftian of you. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, you know, Can we have a, a, an episode of a Tentacles where we don't talk about Cthulhu? Or Cthulhu? No. How is that humanly possible? It's got to happen. Like, well, of course, H.P. Lovecraft wrote a, what was later termed the Cthulhu Mythos. Uh, for the listeners out there, he made air quotes with his fingers. Well, Cthulhu was basically his most famous uh, monster-type creation, so he, he got the credit. But Cthulhu is just one of many great old ones living on Earth and other planets. Now, I know Cthulhu has, like, tentacles for face. Yeah, Cthulhu is basically a giant fat guy with bat wings and an octopus for a head. And uh, do any of the other great old ones have octopuses for heads? 
Uh, no, but there is a basic tentacle theme going on in the entire <laughs> repertoire. <laughs> Again, in a Lovecraft reference in Reanimator, where they end up opening that portal to another dimension, those giant tentacles come out and squish people. Is that Reanimator or From Beyond? I think you're thinking of From Beyond. But they both had Jeffrey Combs as. All right. Uh, you would know better than I would. Also, creatures with uh, cephalopods for a head would be the Mind Flayers from Dungeons and Dragons. The Illithid. Yes. I never really understood. Why mind flares would have octopuses for heads? It's just like the natural one. evolution of the psionic brain-sucking monsters. They eat brains, and they, they would grasp your head in their tentacles and then and they make suck the brain out. And they make this sound. Yeah. yeah, but with the psionic powers. I guess that's from eating brains. You know, sort of. <laughs> They're very brain-centric, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, there was a Kraken or Kraken. Kraken or Kraken? I, I go with Kraken because that's the way Liam Neeson said it. When, when did Liam Neeson say it? Release the Kraken. Oh, okay. In Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean? <laughs> tomato, tomato. I don't even know. What do they say down it there? Was, it was. I think they say Caribbean. <laughs> I think they say Caribbean down there, and we say Caribbean up here. Uh, I learned my pronunciation of Caribbean from uh, Caribbean Queen, <laughs> Billy Ocean. That's right. Because you never sing a word. Anyway, other than the way it's supposed to be pronounced. I learned how to pronounce, get out of my dreams, get into my car from Billy Ocean. Oh, that, yeah. that is a tough one. It's good that Billy Ocean was there to square you up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kraken in, sorry, Kraken in uh, episode three of Pirates of the Caribbean? Phil. Wasn't it, it was at the end of the second one, wasn't it? He got, he got yeah, eaten by yeah. it at the end of the second one. Right at the end of the second one. And then I, and the third con- one, I don't remember. And of course. I'm speak- a conscience objector on the third one. I never watched And of course, it. speaking of uh, squid faces, there was, was Davy Jones the squid face guy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bill Nighy playing him. Uh, big fan of Bill Nighy. He's the guy who looks like the aged rock star, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's, uh, he plays like the head vampire in the uh, Underworld movies. He was uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead's uh, stepdad. He looks like he should be playing Undertakers all the time. But you will see tentacles in Calamari Wrestler. (laughs) We watched this today, the the trailer for it. I was confused to begin with because I thought to myself, are they seriously trying to suggest that this giant squid is going to compete in the World Wrestling Federation for all intents and purposes? And I thought that they were taking it seriously at first. And then when it became, when they had the training training montage... That's when I realized that it was all tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, this is a Japanese movie uh, following the story of the Calimari wrestler who is basically a guy dressed up in a big squid suit. Or is he a squid with human legs? In the context of the movie, he is a squid. He's not a, he's not a man. Yes, right. exactly. But you can clearly see that it's a guy in a squid suit because his yes. legs are... It's the cheapest looking suit. He walks around with his yeah. legs and like... It's just ridiculous. It's Corman-esque. It's Corman-esque and it's terrible, terrible suit. I, lo- I really want to see it. Has it got subtitles or is it yeah. dubbed? Or Okay. Yeah. Utter genius. But everybody should check out the Calamari Wrestler trailer on YouTube. So Once again, head over to CausticSodaPodcast.com for all the media that yeah. we cannot possibly describe to you. Yeah, describing <laughs> it just simply does not do it justice, I assure you. Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man? Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man, yeah. Of course. I remember when I was younger There's with Dr. A- Octopus wondering, why do they call him Dr. Octopus? He's only got four cybernetic arms. But then he's got two legs and <laughs> I, two arms. Well, I know that now. When oh, I was yeah, younger, I like it just it bothered me. should have called him Dr. Quadrupus. Dr. Quadrupus. <laughs> Has he ever at any point in time squirted ink, though? Not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he should have. He Maybe should he had have a like pen in his uh, ink, pocket, an ink gun, right? <laughs> you know, because he's a Spider-Man villain. Spider-Man had his webs. He could have his ink gun. That is a good idea. Uh, oh, you're right. gonna have to get in touch with. Uh, Stan I was gonna say Jim Shooter because that's the editor in chief of Marvel way back when, but <laughs> I don't know who it is now. I'm sorry. Got, I'm going straight to Stan the Man. If I don't talk to Stanley directly, that's I'm right. right. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. Enough said. Uh, Squidly Diddly. I don't know who that is. 
It's a cartoon uh, character from Hanna-Barbera. He was part of the Adamant Secret Squirrel Show in 1965 when oh. none of us were alive. And more recently, SpongeBob SquarePants. Squidworth. Yeah. Oh. Of course, naturally. I think the squid on SpongeBob SquarePants is my favorite character on that show. You know, another octopus-themed superhero uh-huh. is Octopussycat from the World Wildlife Federation of Justice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> She strobe? A, uh, she's got psionic powers, so she can move her tentacle-shaped cape uh-huh. to grab things. And she also mm. has like, gizmos like ink bombs and stuff like that. And right. she can enter cloak as uh, camouflage, yeah. like the Predator. You want ugly pussycat. Uh, How about some video games? I don't know anything about squid or octopus-related video games. There was a lot of calamari motifs in the later Mario oh, okay. games. That... As a part of a larger yeah. sort of universe. Yeah. What about, right. what about Day of the Tentacle? I never played it, although I really wish I had because it's a Tim Schafer game. Uh, Who's Luke, Tim Schafer? Tim Schafer is a guy who created a bunch of excellent uh, kind of point-and-click adventure games uh, for LucasArts back in the day. Day of the Tentacle, uh, Full Throttle. Uh, I believe he is responsible for Psychonauts, which is one of my favorite uh, oh, yeah, Psychonauts. fairly recent games. Um, yeah, buy Psychonauts on Steam. It's like 5 or $10, and it's just a fantastic little game. Tim Schafer. All right, so it's Day prob- of the Tentacle. Based on but, his uh, pedigree, probably a good game, but no one here has played it. I've, I've heard from people who've played it that the it's a Maniac Mansion uh, game. There are apparently a bunch of Maniac Mansion uh, episodes, I guess, and Day of the Tentacle is one of the ones that people just love, and it's one of those ones that I've always meant to play but haven't yet. So we don't know enough about it. Oh. Maybe there's an opportunity for a listener to get involved. Yeah, Somebody t- write us at info at caustic-soda-podcast.com and let us know. How many tentacles does it get out of eight? <laughs> Tentacle porn. <laughs> it's what everyone's been waiting We'll save it for last because it's what everybody's been waiting for. I don't get it. I got to tell you, yeah. you know, I mean, you stumble across it, stumble, and I'm putting the air quotes here. <laughs> <laughs> you were just surfing the internet and like every normal day. Uh, and suddenly porn. you're looking at tentacle porn. Yeah, well, it just every once in a while, it uh, creeps its way into uh, into your consciousness. You're aware that it's out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't get it. Who is actually excited about the tentacle porn? Is it a whole bunch of women out there who have a fetish of getting involved in cephalopods? That's probably, what, there's probably a few. but That I is think, what it seems to be. Or, or is it guys are getting are interested in watching women being defiled by invertebrates? I would say it's probably leaning toward more towards that camp. But that you know that's almost a cop out because all porn is ninety percent frequented by men, right? That's probably true. It's probably yeah. accurate. Yeah, so. not to be sexist or anything, but that's probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're, talking, if we're talking about dollars spent, I'm sure it's ninety nine point nine percent. Well, uh, we've got this uh, Hokusai woodcut, which oh was, yeah, this uh, is from eighteen twenty. So this is kind what? of the this is kind of the origin. This Eight, is from eighteen twenty. Eighteen twenty. There's actually two octopuses in this uh, woodprint. Oh, so it's an octopus. One on the three-way. mouth and one on the vagina. It's uh, pretty graphic for uh, eighteen twenty. It absolutely yeah. is. So th- this guy is the father of tentacle porn. Whoever created this eighteen twenty woodcut. Hokusai. Yeah, and it's, it it seems to be a very Japanese thing. I mean, this is tentacle yeah, porn is very anime, Asian influenced. I don't get it either. I like it, all sorts if, of stuff, but I, if I did get it, would I even admit it on air? I'm not sure. <laughs> I would. I promise okay. you. Yeah, I probably would too. If if I like something, I'll, I'll I, I swear I'll tell you. I, I can't I can't think of anything. Thanks, I look forward to that. Less arousing <laughs> than tentacle porn. I can oh, think of there's a few things oh, less arousing. <laughs> to me, it's kind of a zero. I'm just like, yeah, oh, yeah, ambivalent. Doesn't do it for me. Doesn't like undo it for me. 
I think if I was a, I, if an octopus showed up in the middle of coitus, you wouldn't like right. instantly. No. I think it no. would undo it for me. I think it, you know it, there's that whole thing about you know you want to get your mind off of sex or whatever. Just you know think of baseball games or your right. grandmother or whatever. You'd I think tentacle porn tentacles? would do it. That, that would be another thing you could put on my list. I start thinking of an, an octopus, and you go for oh, with, fascinating, yeah. but not sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. withering desire. That's what that would do for me. <laughs> or the wilting lily, so to speak. What if all the tentacles were erect? <laughs> it just stuck straight up in the air. That, well, then it wouldn't have any uh, way to like amble forward to do the dirty deed. You could rotate like a wheel. <laughs> you just have just have eight ladies in a circle. A wagon wheel of awfulness. But before we wrap up, uh, we've all eaten calamari. I, I have indeed. I love calamari. I, what about uh, like taco? What? Which is, which is uh, octopus and sushi. Oh. Sushi octopus. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I've had I've had octopus sushi. I think I had a I think I had like one piece of it to try it and didn't like it. It's a little too rubbery. I don't like calamari or octopus. Yeah, you know, what, but you, you have to deep fry the you, shit out of that to make it edible. I went to a fine dining establishment and they did they served like unbreaded octopus that was kind of that had been prepared like ceviche style. So mm-hmm. it was like very vinegary, very strong, very sharp taste, and it, and the way that they prepared it had tenderized it a lot. And so it wasn't breaded. I forget where I even had because we years and years and years ago. But uh, I was really impressed that they had uh, managed to, uh, without deep frying the hell out of it, make it, make it edible. Yeah, it's, I the think thing it's, that was off putting about that. The thing that was off putting about it actually is that they had like a, a, an entire little squid, like, and they had just chopped it. Like they had put it on the plate and then chopped it into sections. That's kind yeah. of the beauty of the Eastern philosophy of yeah. food. Is just here, here it is, straight out of the ocean with its eye looking at you. Yeah, no, they literally put it on a plate in front of me, and it was a whole squid, and you just picked up portions of it. They don't make any it. concessions with like a ham sandwich like we do. Yeah, no, <laughs> just, just like just shield it. No, there's no thinly, sl- thinly yeah. sliced octopus. That you know where this look came like from. Octopus. Yeah, you know exactly what you're eating. I guess maybe that's the philosophy, right? Is that you know you want to look what you look what you're eating in the eye and let it know that you're the boss. Yeah, I don't want my beef to look like a cow. But you can deep fry shoe leather, and I'd probably eat it. And we'll follow up on that next episode. <laughs> so, in summary, if you want to be killed by an octopus, I would recommend either diving with a Humboldt squid or pestering a blue ringed octopus. Probably your best bets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Excelsior! <laughs> next time on Caustic Soda. But when he claimed that after his first burial he had seen heaven and hell, he was subsequently reburied for heresy. Do you know that these things are like bones in my mouth? Ah! I can't just sit behind a desk now. Now, I would think that uh, these excellent steps should be uh, printed on the inside of every coffin. Because he was whining like a schoolroom calling for help. Help me! Help!